Yo, I'm glad you can make it to another episode of Press Plate with Augie and Riz, and I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys and a cat, meow, talk about <laughs> movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In episode 48, we have the lovely cat with us to talk about how challenging it was being a vegetarian in a Hispanic household, Tim Burton, and how her positivity, art, and nature is the root of her business, Green Thumb Cat. And after all that, Riz will let you know about the DVDs and music albums that are out now. I'll tell you the fact of the week, and this week's Six Degrees of Separation Connection is Jason Biggs and Helen Miram. I already got it. But first, quick news. So, AMC Theater will celebrate their 100th anniversary this year, and to celebrate... The movie theater chain will sell admission price for only 15 cents, which was the admission price back in 1920 Mm -hmm. when it opened. AMC will open 100 of its theaters on August 20th with 300 more over the following two weeks. It'll be the first time in five months AMC will open its doors. And if it wasn't for the corona, they probably would be making so much money this year because they'll... That's what movie oh, theaters course. live off of is yep. their concession stand. Yep. So to have 50 cent. 15 cent. And it's across on all theaters. And how long IMAX, is that? That's just for one day? Just for opening day? I'm not I'm not sure because it says it's going to be opening 300 more with the 15 cents the next two weeks. Hmm. I wonder how long that's going to go for. Cause, I mean, I know they make most of their money on concessions anyways, but um, I don't think... I, from what I heard, it was only opening day. So, oh, okay. like... If that's the case and um, it's going to be limited seating anyways, it's, you know, it's going to be hard to get a ticket for 15 cents. If Is this something that would interest you in going to the movies back for this cheap? And we some of you know how frugal we are to go to the movies, but 15 cent movies. Honestly, you know, um, that doesn't really matter to me. I... Uh, it, it's more of the movie that I, I would like to see... Um, in the theaters, um, but I, I think that you mentioned that you you don't want to go back just yet. So I don't. At first, I did, uh, or not that I did want to go back as soon as it opened, but I thought about it before. But now I'm very stern of not going because it doesn't really um, concern me about the movie theater. It's the people. Like the Karens out there and the Kevins who feel like the the rules don't apply to them. And although it's going to be uh, seated separately and social distancing, you're still in an enclosed space, you know? And you never know how people act. Even in a packed theater, people still are arrogant and think that the fucking movie theater laws don't... Uh, don't apply to them. They check their phones. Yeah. They freaking are on the phone. They're taking selfies in the middle of, of a movie theater. Like, if that is already aggravating and kind of like a pet peeve, imagine people with with what's going on now. They don't. No, Nobody will care. So, um, for me, even if it's free, I still wouldn't go. An option, like, other than AMC uh, that... that um, people are, are doing is drive-in theaters. 
Would you want to do that? I would do that. I would do that or how our local football stadium, Hard Rock uh, has been Stadium, doing has been doing. Are they still doing that? Haven't we got to check their website and see if there's something. I have a feeling once it went like Facebook Live that, 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 that more people heard about it, it got booked up really fast. But maybe this can also be a good thing to revitalize outdoor movies or drive-in movie theaters. And after this is all over, you can still have that option whether to be out in your car, in the comfort of your car without people being assholes around you. Or the whole movie experience, theater experience, which I wouldn't mind having those two as an option. I agree. Um, I, I do want to see... Um the x-men movie the new mutants i do you know it's gonna be tough if that comes out is uh, is anything scheduled to open up here or close to us i'm not sure but the movie theater is scheduled or not i'm sorry the movie is still scheduled to be released next week the 28th of august so yes so in two weeks we have to see it i'm sorry we've been waiting Uh, so long we have to i don't (laughs) <laughs> I will I will lose my mind if I don't see this movie soon. It's been like ten freaking years. I'll think about it. I mean the 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 little teenage girl is gonna be thirty next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> that filmed the movie, the girl from Game of Thrones. She's like, oh, she's she's ha- she has grandchildren now. <laughs> you know what the fuck? It, it the movie has been in development or or not in development, Just, but since two thousand fifteen, mm-hmm. I want to say, yeah. Uh, with the whole filming, casting, like since production and all that, it's been since two thousand fifteen. Keeps getting pushed back, uh, and it's incredible. Uh, I heard that also. Wonder Woman and what other movie? Oh, Dune might be delayed as well. I know. I'm um, not. I'm not shocked or uh, or like crying anymore. I'm just used to it. It's 2020. Maybe I think like year. with movie theaters, it's it's a day by day to see how they're going to go after this and see how the news, uh, how healthcare people report any any changes after movie theaters open. I know. So what can you do? All right. Moving on. Moving on. Back in November 2018, we got some amazing news that Netflix got picked up. Or, I'm sorry, Netflix picked up Avatar, The Last Airbender live-action series, and fans, like myself, got super, super stoked about it, especially when the creators of the popular show Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitzko, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, were to helm the series. But last week, in an open letter on his website, DiMartino announced that he and his Avatar TV show partner are no longer involved. He writes, Many of you have been asking me for updates about the Avatar live-action Netflix series, and I can finally tell you that I am no longer involved with the project. In June of this year, after two years of development, of development work, Brian and myself have made the difficult decision to leave the production. He continues, Netflix live-action adaptation of Avatar has the potential to be good. It might turn out to be a show that many of you end up enjoying. But what I can be certain about is that whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what Brian and I have envisioned or intended to make. And of course, Netflix responded by stating, 
we have complete respect and admiration for Michael and Brian, and the story that they have created in the Avatar animated series. Although they have chosen to depart the live action project, we are confident in the creative team and their adaptation. Now, this is something that we've talked about several times in our past podcast, how the creators of these shows and movies are asked to, or not movies, uh, possibly like books um, and other adaptation are coming in to do an adaptation, like in this case, live action or do an adaptation in the movie. And... They start with giving them all the tools and telling them all this false promise that they are the Helmers and the showrunners. And it just gets taken over by people like Netflix. And we've seen a lot of this happening with Marvel when they hire directors and they don't allow the director to envision what they have in mind. And a bunch of them step down. And and years later, we end up getting like director's cuts which are sometimes better, sometimes worse. Uh, yeah. It's, it's similar to Brian Singer, even though I know he didn't step down because of creative di- differences. It was because of the issues with his family. It's I, it's similar to that because they, they did do a complete 180 once he left. You know yeah. what I mean? They brought in Joss Whedon. And Brian Singer brought in Joss Whedon? They brought in Joss Whedon. Not oh, Bri- I didn't say Brian Singer. You I said, said Brian Singer. You mean Zack Snyder. For Zack Justice Snyder League. for Justice League. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, you're absolutely right on that. With Thor 2, Patty Jenkins wore to helmet, and she left uh, because of creative differences. And that movie bombed. So you think, like, what could have happened if you allow these people to do what they want to do and make what they want to make and especially in this case is a little bit different because you have these two uh creators of a show that was intensely popular in 2005 and it 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 has a huge fan base and now to find out that the creators are completely stepping down and it's not going to be what or what's going to be on the screen is not what they envision this could go either really bad or really really good you know i mean i'm i'm not a big uh avatar the last airbender fan i've i've only seen it a few times and i think i watched the awful movie oh it's so amazing and the the story the awful movie no, the show. Okay, the show. I want to clarify that. I, I did the watch show. the first episode with you recently. Was yeah. that the, the, the show we're talking about? Yes, yes. Um, it, it was pretty good. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge fan, but um, I would advise the fans in general like you to, you know, try it out with an open mind. might not be what you're expecting. It might be might be better. Give it a couple episodes. If not, fuck it. Some people are passionate about it. Uh I look at it like that when I watch X-Men or comic book movies and I come to the realization and people are like, oh, this is not what it is in the comics. And I'm like, I, we, we know this is a movie version of it. And I'm OK with that. Uh, recently, not recently, a while back, they did Netflix did the live action Death Note, which was another pretty good anime TV show uh, that a lot of people didn't like. And then I took it with an open mind, like, okay, this is a live action TV 
version of it in in another universe, I guess. Um, what's wrong with the dogs? He's playing. Oh, um, Nova's is our dog who loves to play by herself. She's awesome. <laughs> she just brought um, me a rope. And oh, now she wants to play with you. Uh, but back to what I was saying. Um, no, I agree. Uh, I like Death Note as well. Um, I didn't know at the time that that was based on an anime. Uh, it was it was entertaining. I, I you know, uh, uh, in a lot of like you just said, a lot of ways you have to separate the two. Absolutely. Um, like when I used to read the books who, that shall not be named by the author who should not be named. Um, I loved the books. But I had to turn whatever I I loved about the books off and just enjoy the movie for what it was. Because you know they can't fit like a 600-page book into a two-hour movie. It's impossible. Um, And I'm glad that George R.R. Martin decided to make a TV show about his books and not a movie. Yeah. Although they destroyed the show at the last season. Yet it won an Emmy. Yeah, of course they did. And Pussy asked showrunners decided not to show up at San Diego Comic-Con because they knew they were going to get their ass handed to them. Ugh. So anyways, I wanted to say something else. Oh, about Avatar, The Last Airbender, the cartoon. Uh, what I really like about it is for a cartoon series, it was very in-depth in story. It, it had okay. continuous story, story arcs, and it wasn't like Spongebob or... Or Rugrats that every episode ha- was its own story. It had an, uh, an, arc. an arc. Every character had an arc where it stopped one place and it be- picked up somewhere along the way. And for it to be a, a, a cartoon where young kids can follow and, and adults can follow that too. I found that very, very unique for, for a children's cartoon. And it does talk about other important things like friendship and commitment and family and and being brave and not letting you know be pushed around and it had a lot it has a lot of of great message which i believe does have a great uh reason why it has a great following all right uh yeah i'll I'll check out the live action maybe i'll i'll try the uh the cartoon again not cart excuse me the anime again. Oh my god! <laughs> so I, I just got like uh, those bullet laser things on my forehead or something for saying that. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll check it out. Okay. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, real quick uh, news: there was casting uh, uh, a, a casting news for Scream Five. Oh. Um, they cast Who? a young and up and coming actress uh, named Melissa Barra- Barrera. Um, who is going to star in the new musical In the Heights um, in, a, in a key role in the Scream 5. So we'll see. We're still waiting on Nev Campbell. I, I, I feel like it's coming within the next two weeks. I Actually, I have, I have a good, really good feeling it's coming, but it's nice to see that they cast a, uh, a Latina actress. Is she young? Yeah, uh, I would say she's like early 20s. Could it be like Sydney's the, daughter? The well, I mean, I wouldn't say she's that young. She, Sydney had no daughter in Scream Four. Oh well, a lot can happen. Yes, but Scream Four that, was eight years ago. But wasn't that? Um, it was. It was her Emma Roberts. Yeah, Emma Roberts was her niece. Oh, okay. Or 
her cousin, excuse me. It was her cousin. Gail's niece, Gail's cousin, Gail's daughter. Also, she's Latina, and uh, Dewey and Gail are white. Unless they adopted. Oh, who knows? The speculation, speculations. We're just excited that. It's, it's just a new cast member that's going to die. You know how it is. Oh, it looks dark out there. It looks like it's going to come down hard. Yay. So we. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the wonderful Cool Kitty Cat. Meow. Hey, guys. We are back. And this segment of Two Guys, One Mic, we would like to introduce our new guest. Uh, she is a ex-coworker who became a friend of mine, uh, animal lover, vegetarian, and a proud owner of Green Thumb Cat. Please welcome to the show, Miss Kitty Cat. Yay! Hi, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for coming to our show and giving a bit of your time for us. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I'm excited to do this. This is my first time doing a podcast, so I'm excited. Oh, glad we can pop that cherry for you. <laughs> uh, so what are you having to drink? Uh, I think you poured me some brandy on, on the rocks. Yummy, yeah. We didn't have wine, so I got something strong, babe. <laughs> so, a little story of how we met. Uh, we met working at this orthopedic place that we're not going to mention no names. Possess. Um, and she worked in a different department. Her department was close to the cafeteria, which was like one square feet. It was literally like the size of this table. The hallway. Uh, and then it was a but first it was, you know, hi, how are you, this and that. And I think what got us a little bit more closer was you being a vegetarian. Yes. And me just asking her questions because you see on Instagram and you see on like all these social media, these like glamour vegetarian vegan dishes. And she's like, no, boo. Like, this is like some hood shit. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I think I can, for I can afford that vegetarian <laughs> type of cuisine. And she really like opened my, my, my window into being more simpler without paying so much money in, in vegetarian or, or veganism. Making it affordable. How long have you been a vegetarian? Ooh, about 13 years. And why did you change, or why did you choose that path? Was it for health reason or for animal rights it activism? It actually started because of my health. As a kid, I always had a whole bunch of health issues. I've had, by the time I was 17, I've already had like three surgeries. So when I was about 15, 16, I decided to try to find a more cleaner path because I was just meds 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 it was always just i was probably like on six different type of meds i literally had no life i had to stay home i couldn't go to school i had to do it online like, it was a really horrible childhood <laughs> being sick and so it just made me just want to just cut everything off and just i went vegan first went completely vegan for probably two years i was like 15 16 and then just kind of broke after that and went vegetarian pretty much been vegetarian since and you're hispanic you are hondurian correct yes how did your family take you having exactly <laughs> that approach because i told my parents that i was i was pescatarian they're like you're 
fucking crazy. crazy. <laughs> like, what are you going to eat? He's exactly. going to eat rice and beans and tortillas. And my mom <laughs> took offense. She's like, you're not going to eat my food no more? <laughs> yes. Yes. My mom did not know what to cook. She would make me canned tuna with rice and beans almost every night. Wow. Because then I was like, I don't even eat tuna. <laughs> like, why are you making me tuna? She's like, I don't know. I thought you don't, you can eat this. This isn't me. I'm like, this, this isn't still me. <laughs> it's still an animal. And you choosing this uh, way of healthy eating was your decision it wasn't by a doctor or it was just my decision research I always just try to do a whole bunch of research on seeing ways of you know how I can help myself because I felt honestly like a guinea pig to the doctors they really didn't know what was wrong with me they misdiagnosed me for like 10 years wow and it was it was insane so at that point I was just like alright no I have to I have to do something and yeah. I just started doing research and the more research I did I kind of just started getting more and more disgusted by me and realize how much it really affects your health. And once I cut it off, I literally saw the difference within like two months. Like it was a complete change in my body. I started, I stopped having like um, breakouts of inflammations all throughout my skin. My migraines calmed down. It was just, it literally did change my life. It's, it's important that you mention that because the first, uh, I guess the first thing I noticed when I stopped being when I stopped eating meat was the inflammation. I felt less bloated. I felt like my tummy, it was not like, it was a very uncomfortable quote unquote fullness. Yeah. That was a motorcycle. <laughs> we get that a lot. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was like this uncomfortable fullness that I had with me that I didn't feel after I I stopped eating meat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you pointed that out, and you've been a vegetarian ever since? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I eat seafood here and there, so I'm vegetarian slash pescatarian probably every four months, three months, you know, depends <laughs> with what I'm having. But for the most part, yeah, at home, I cook vegan. I'm pretty much vegan at home when I make my meals. I really don't buy dairy or... I do buy eggs, but I really cook mainly vegan dinners. But when I go out and eat places, I eat vegetarian or vegan. And mostly for me, I feel like even before while I was eating meat, 80% of my diet was greenery. Yeah. I would go out to a restaurant and you can ask Riz. It was always leaning towards that. Well, he would get the, the steak, I would get like a salad. Mm -hmm. When my sister from, uh, well, my sister had her husband over here from England. We went to Outback Steakhouse. Everyone ordered a 12-ounce steak. <laughs> I ordered a salad. Even the waiter looked at me like, homie, do you know where we are? I'm lying to you. It was Longhorn. Yeah. It was Longhorn. <laughs> and... I don't try to force it on Riz, but I do try to sneak in some greeneries. <laughs> like, I would say, hey, today we're just having salad and and meat for him, but we're having salad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> How fun. I, I just can't do it that often. Oh, but it's so good. It's so versatile. I eat so much salads now. It's good. Because <laughs> I would cook, like I said, I would cook vegan, vegetarian, but... I would cook my greens and I would like saute it and cook oh, my yeah. vegetables. I wasn't really a raw salad type of vegetarian. That's me. So to me, now I'm getting used to at the age of 28 of eating salads <laughs> <laughs> because I would always cook it. I couldn't eat it raw. <laughs> awesome. 
And you, your health wise, you're good uh, ever since. And for the most part, yeah. Awesome. I mean, you know, we have our days, but for the most part, I am living a completely different life. I was living in a bubble. I couldn't leave my house, so now I can leave my house. So you can, can say vegetarianism or veganism pretty much, much saved your life. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, that's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. So this podcast is about movies, music, TV shows, or and. To suggest for us. <laughs> Anything you wait? I forgot it now. Hmm. So what? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> what <laughs> music have you been listening to lately? Right now, I've been into a lot of oldies. Nice. Yeah, like oldies, like sixties, fifties. Oh. <laughs> Cool. I've been going through a phase of oldies. Like today, I was listening to Aretha Franklin. And I Marvin love Gaye. her. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson is doing a movie playing Aretha Franklin. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. It's called Respect. Oh. Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> oh, awesome. yeah, I've, been, I've been in a in an oldies phase right now. So you're right now Motown, Motowning it. Yes. Motown I love vibes. it. Da- Diana Ross. <laughs> Yes. Donna Summer. Well, Donna Summer is more seventies disco, right? I would say. Was it Wind Fire? What is it? Fire? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, fire. Yes, <laughs> so good. Temptations. So, if we would ask you for your playlist, what besides Motown, what other music would we find there? My playlist has everything. It can go from Marilyn Manson to Tupac in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> It's everywhere. You'll have your Spanish here, your rock here, your mellow here, your oldies there. It's just, it's everywhere. I'm not a fan of today's rap. I like the old school rap, you know, our 90s, 80s rap. Today's yes. rap, I'm not really a fan. <laughs> so did you listen to Cardi B's WAP? No, haven't heard it. Well, everyone makes it sound like she's ambitious, but I'm like, did y'all never heard of Trina before? Like... <laughs> Y'all act like this is all new and shocking, but like, listen to Trina yeah. back in the 90s. Well, and that was it. Ain't no damn thing. Uh-uh. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too explicit, but I'm sure our listeners know. <laughs> But that's so, I haven't heard the song, so I don't like. I've seen clips, like, you know, little mini clips, and I'm kind of like, whoa. Well, <laughs> Just keep I, scrolling. <laughs> I do, it, it is added to my workout playlist because it, it, it does have a bop for that. Not that I would listen to something like that. It's really not my, my alley. I usually stick to depressing songs. <laughs> uh, anything from Fiona Apple. Like, she is goddess to me, and I have to thank you for it. Because mm-hmm. you would think typical Fiona, her debut song, Criminal. But she is, I keep on saying it, Fiona Apple is one of the best lyricists of our time. Like, yes, Beyonce's a great performer. Yes, every, all those people are great. But what music society has forgotten is the meaning behind words and but 
what everyone is interested in now is that hook, that that beat, like like you would say, mm-hmm. right? Right, exactly. People don't listen to the words anymore. That's why now they're coming out with mumble rap and they're, they're not even saying anything. And it's always these singles. It's not, it, you've never, it, you, you're never excited anymore for a full album. It's always these snippets, these singles, mm-hmm. these little tiny things, but no one ever really appreciates anymore a full album like before in the 90s where you listen to this musical journey that takes you through a roller coaster and now it's just like here's this and then three weeks later it's the same artist with another new song i think that's 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 the internet's fault really because you would have to buy a full album back then there were like singles were a thing but they weren't or they aren't weren't as popular here as they were in the uk yeah so you literally like if there was a couple songs you liked you'd have to buy the album um do you miss that back then making it a whole I guess like blockbuster going out and finding music. I do. I do miss it because it was just more of a hunt. Yeah. You know, it was more of a hunt. You're going in the CD store and it's like all oh, these CDs and cassettes and you know, going through the cassette and fast forwarding it to the part you want to <laughs> listen to and then moving the little tape. <laughs> like, like it was it was completely it was more I don't know, exciting. It was worth it. It was worth it. And I felt like now that you're like saying things like that, I feel like back then it's more of a satisfaction when you listen to music than yes. now. Cuz now we just skip. It's so easy. Yes, and it's easily accessible. And you pay $3 a month and you get everything you want. Um, That's true. Anything you want to say about music? No, I miss the hunt. But the hunt is kind of coming back a little bit for me. I, I'm, I've started to collect vinyls. So we have cool. our vinyl store that we haven't been to since uh, the, the, the pandemic. Yeah, but So that's sort of coming back a little bit. Uh, for me, but I that I love that as well. Do you remember the stores you used to li- visit? When I lived in Miami, actually, I was probably nine, ten years old. There was a store you would always go to. I don't remember the name, but I remember where it was because it was right next to Kmart on Flagler. And was it yellow? I think so. Ricky Records. Was I think so. My mom used to go there to get her Juan Graviel, her Jose Jose, her Vicente Fernandez. Like, girl, that was, like, the Hispanic version of, like, FYE, uh, things like that. Ricky Reco. I remember I tricked my mom. I was, like, nine years old, and I tricked my mom on getting the explicit version of the new Jay-Z cassette. (laughs) It was the cassette, and she goes and she plays it in her car. And the moment he said that first cuss, remind you, I was nine, eight years old. She just looked at me, was like, "Get to be in second I got in trouble. Wow. I got in trouble. That- I was kind of banned from the wow. store for a while. I wasn't allowed to buy music. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my god! And my brother ended up stealing that cassette. Oh well, <laughs> all, all works out then. It works out. Uh, what movies have you been watching lately? Lately, I've been into a lot of fantasy. Um, I just finished the second season of Umbrella Academy, which okay. was actually really dope. If you haven't seen it, I really suggest it. We have it, the we started the first couple episodes. We just got to catch up. It's actually 
it's it gets crazy. <laughs> not I'm bad. not gonna spoil it. Good but recommendation. That's a, definitely a good show. Okay. I'm a supernatural fan, so I'm I'm all the way. To, I think they're not even making any more seasons. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I watched them all. So are you into like movies like Annabelle and things like that, or um like the horror movies? Or I, yeah, I guess because we're very. Here's the thing. We like horror movies, and I learned to like them because, again, you, uh, he's a horror fanatic. But we like more slasher horror because okay. there's more of a human aspect to it. And with this new new era of this niche of supernatural ghost thing, mm-hmm. I feel like for us it's not as entertaining. Okay. There's no... For those, it's, it's all about what's going to pop out at you. It's yes. not about, uh, like, uh, like you said, the human you human aspect, or a lot of times, you know, there aren't even like victims. It's just a ghost story where people are haunted. You know what yeah. I mean? And I want to see people die in horror movies. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's some blood. That's one thing I like about the show Supernatural because it is more action. It is gory. It is, and that's what I like about it because it's killing and slashing and blood and guts and heads being chopped off and it's, it's good <laughs> it's 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 is, did it finish or um, it has one more season i right? think it finished i think they, they were gonna do a spinoff or something i, I don't, don't know. know i think the 15th season is the last one wow yeah they came out with 15 seasons wow Must I've, be. I've seen a few episodes depending on who the the guest stars were like anyone from buffy the vampire slayer was on it i would watch the episode it's not bad very surprisingly gory you know uh lot like you said lots of heads being chopped off (laughs) i thought the two main actors were like gay and then i realized they were brothers and then i'm like you know what i'm not watching anymore (laughs) it's not what i thought it would be regardless there were still shippers for them it's nasty well (sighs) what are your favorite movies my favorite movies now or as a kid General. Any- in general? Hmm. Well, in general, one of my favorite movies, I love Tim Burton. So mm-hmm. I love all Tim Burton films. My top two would be Edward Scissorhands and um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. I have a thing for, for Jack. I don't know. <laughs> I have so many Jack socks and so many Jack shirts. I don't know. Um, and I don't know, like, I wouldn't say per se I have a favorite movie. I if I like it, I like it. You know, it's not a particularly a favorite. Like this is my go-to movie. But as a kid, those are my favorite movies. I would. I don't know how many times I watched that movie. Nice. <laughs> have you been to any concerts? Favorite concerts that you've been to? I've actually never been to a concert. Wow. What? Never. I started going because of Richard. He was, he's... You'd been to a few before, but... Well, I went to one with Brenda. Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z. That's a fucking s- story. I'll tell you later. I mentioned <laughs> we, it in we, the podcast. Already, I think, said it twice Basically, the like, the people that we went with got into a fight with other people. Like, dirty fight. Like, pulling hair and everything. And everyone left. And my friend Brenda left. And Jay-Z's performing. I don't know, a lick of lyrics from Jay-Z. <laughs> And, like, I'm there just like, what do I do? Just bop my head. And I felt so awkward. It was crazy. That was, like, my first concert, I would say. Yeah. 
Does a guy also concert count? Sure. Here, here in Why Miami, not? yeah. <laughs> I guess I've been to that then. For those of you who don't know Calle Ocho, quote unquote, it's just like a Hispanic music and food festival where they shut down 8th Street and it's a bunch of like parades and and basically like think of like your local youth fair, but a whole long street of like food and and fanfare. Really amazing. Really amazing. Dogs are telling us to shut up. So, uh, one thing I do like about you also is that you do, um, you are interested in like meditating and being positive and, and always, uh, finding that hap- happy spot in yourself. Mm-hmm. In these trying times of coronavirus, how do you, uh, manifest that or how do you stay grounded and how do you keep that going in a current state that we're in? where it is an ugly world out there right now. Yeah, most definitely. With everything going on, and you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's the most easiest thing because everyone has, you know, their own personal battles that, you know, we don't really know what's going on with someone. So for me personally, I try to really manifest the good of what's happening in the world and try to outweigh it with the bad. Yes, there's a lot of bad going on and no, I'm not saying you know, let's ignore it and let's pretend it's not there because it is. And we're going to keep facing it every day. But that's not the only thing that's happening in the world. We also have, you know, good things that's happening to us, to others. And it's still, you know, a little blessing at the end of the day, the little good that the cruel world has to offer. And for me, I guess through, you know, with everything that I've personally been through, you know, and battling years of depression and battling you know a lot of personal issues myself to be able to finally say you know I'm happy and I'm healed it's an amazing thing because I've worked personally so hard to get to this point and being able to find myself and center myself in the midst of just many overpowering thoughts it's a personal blessing for me And it, you know, of course it's not easy because you have to really fight for it. If you really want that happiness in you, you have to fight for it because you can't find happiness in somebody else. That's in you. You have to be able to, you know, find it again and light it up again because no one else can do it but you. Yeah. And I feel like to me, that's what I face every day. Like I have to personally find that light inside of me that I know I have because I know, you know, I'm a happy, you know, good person. I, my past and my traumas does not define who I am. It does not give me that character. So I have to build and create this new character for me, you know, and take what was buried inside of me as a child and bring that out of me again, that inner child. And I feel like that's where most of our happiness lies. Like it's the inner child in us that gets buried away from all the bullshit in the world oh yeah and as you can see that's why our house (laughs) is full of toys and video games video games and stuff because that's what makes us happy and that is something really beautiful that you just said i have a, a good friend of mine her name is brenda and uh she also likes to tap into the positive in life but she does say to to me she says augie like you're allowed to feel how you feel whether yes. it's negative, feel that way, but learn how to flip the script. 
yes. learn how to be like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with, but what can I do to make it positive? Yes. Find it in you to then blurt it out to the universe, and then the universe will give it back, back to, to you. you. Yes. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Beautiful. Tell us about your ever-growing business. Yay. Miss Entrepreneur. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Green Thumb Cat. And where did you get that idea? Well, I've always found peace in gardening since I was probably like 18. I would say 18, I kind of discovered it as my kind of getaway because that was a very dark time for me. It was like a very high peak of my depression. So I, even though I was struggling, I was still trying to find ways to kind of, you know, keep me still going. And for me, it was gardening. It was getting plants and just, you know, watering them every day, sitting there. And watering them was the most relaxing thing for me. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but I would sit there for 30 minutes just watering them, and I would just be such at peace. Drown, bitch. <laughs> <Just> drown. <laughs> if yes. I'm drowning in my depression. <laughs> you drown with me. <laughs> yeah, because I would definitely overwater them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But, and it just kind of started from there. And I just always had like a green thumb for it. My, and I didn't really take it seriously. It was just something that, you know, I enjoyed. I potted plants, watched yeah. them grow, just, you know. And then I also did art. Like that was another, you know, that's something that I stopped doing at the age of 15 was drawing and painting. And I actually restarted um, painting and drawing probably about a year or two ago. And the same thing because of everything I was going through it was just I stopped being who I was, the things that made me happy. So as I was fighting to be this, you know, positive person and, you know, stop living in that state of mind I was in, I was bringing back the things that brought me joy and brought me peace. And art was another one. So what I basically incorporated is that I'm going to bring my green thumb skills and kind of mix it in with my art and each piece is going to be a customized creation of, you know, of my art with, you know, around the pot or, you know, something like a terrarium or like an air plan or, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just going to create different forms wow. of potting of you know holistic plants i'm going to have a lot of succulents those are my main plants that i'm going to start selling um a lot of healing herbs such as um cam oil lavender i'll i'm starting to grow some sage so i'm growing different type you know of healing holistic plants and i'm also going to be selling um, a lot of different beautiful colorful succulents awesome and you wow. design the pots and all that stuff yes yourself. i designed them myself Wonderful. That's yes. great. That's very, I've never heard or mm -hmm. seen something like that. So you might have something going on for yourself. And I yeah. wish you the, we wish you the best Thank of luck. You. And I hope that really flourishes um, to the top. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's, it's you know, I'm, it's not open yet. I'm still in the growing phase. Um, we have some plants to grow. <laughs> I, can, I can start selling. Um, but right now, you know, I am starting all the, um, the personalized um, pots and painting them and getting ideas. And, you know, soon we would have some plants for sale. Awesome. So uh, before we end our stuff, do you mind sticking around to the end of the show? Sure. Awesome. Before that, is there uh, an Instagram or a, yes. a company or a website? Um, right now, you can follow me at um, moon underscore spirit eight. 
I have not yet opened a Instagram account for Green Thumb Cat, but that will be coming out soon as I'm still in the um, building, you know, stage. But beyond you know, the you're drowning, that, drowning, yes. your, <laughs> <laughs> drowning your little company. <laughs> We're growing right now, so you know. But be on the lookout for that. But you can start following me at Moon underscore Spirit Eight, and be on, you know, check out for updates. Anything cool. you want to say? Any shout outs? Anything you want to put out there for people to listen to? Just shout out to everyone, man. Just you know, keep your head up high. Just I know it's a crazy world out there just be safe and try to be happy try to you know find ways to keep your mind sane and don't let this quarantine life you know overpower you and just keep on going wonderful wonderful words (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back still with cat uh let me go straight into the new movies out on DVD this week. A lot of obviously. <laughs> <laughs> really, Zanky? <laughs> wow. Sorry. Uh, Deathstroke Knights and Dragons animated movie, uh, which I hear is pretty good. Emperor is out. Revenge. Uh, sometimes, always, never. And a lot of TV, which doesn't really matter. New music. <laughs> uh, there's a few that we missed last week. Uh, I don't know if we we mentioned Gloria Stefan. Brazil 305 has a new album. Local, wait, 305. Uh, Bruce Hornsby, new album called Non-Secure Connection. Biffy Clyro, I think I did mention her. I like her. Uh, new music from this week or the new music coming out this week Nas has a new album called King, called King's Disease uh, The Killers Imploding the, the Mirage uh, Bright Eyes who is awesome Down in the Weeds where the world once was and your favorite Tim McGraw oh who said that <laughs> has an album called Here on Earth uh, Troy Sivan has an album called I In a Dream who did he play he played Young Wolverine and X Men Origin Wolverine. Awesome. And uh, he's openly gay. Yep. Very cool. Awesome. Do you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Yes. Do you know what that is, Cap? No. So, Six Degrees of Separation is basically where you get one actor and you get another actor. Basically, it started with Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. So, you get an actor and you got Kevin Bacon, and you have to link this actor A with. Like. Kevin Bacon was in Footloose, who was in, uh, or with Laurie Singer, who was in, uh, what, is, what else has Laurie Singer been in? VR5. VR5 with... Uh, uh, Giles from... Anthony Stewart Head from Buffy. And you go from there until you connect it to the actor, like the other actor who the challenger challenges. So this week's Six Degrees of Separation is Jason Biggs and Helen Miram. Okay. Go. Uh, Jason Biggs was in American Pie with Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan did uh, How I Met Your Mother with Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel was on Freaks and Geeks with Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips was on Dawson's Creek with Katie Holmes. And Katie Holmes was in Teaching Mrs. Tingle with Helen Mirren as Mrs. Tingle. Wow. There you go. I would never be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be able to do that because I 
do not know actors by their real name. Really? <laughs> yes. You have to tell me what movie they played it, and then that's how I know who they are. <laughs> awesome. And our fact of the week is Bella Lugosi's face was used as a model for Satan in Disney's production's 1940 Fantasia. Lugosi was famous for playing Count Dracula on stage and on screen. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. It belongs to Cat. <laughs> Yes, it belongs to you. Guys, we reached the end of our show. Yeah, we yeah, want to yeah. thank Kat for coming over. And we hope that My you guys pleasure. follow. W- w- that you follow her. Where, Kat? Moon underscore spirits eight. Awesome. awesome. You guys are awesome. If you want us to review a movie, check check out new music or whatnot, you can DM us at Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram or email us at gopressplay two two at gmail.com that's go press play the number two at gmail.com this is another episode of press play with augie and riz i'm augie hey i'm riz and this is kat thanks Thanks for for listening. listening